0: Pastor Kimberly Jones Pothier, known as Real Talk Kim, travels the world fulfilling her passion and purpose of loving people back to life. Pastor Kim and her husband Mark Pothier are the senior pastors at Church of the Harvest in Fayetteville, Georgia. She is a human rights advocate with a passion for giving back and believes in a compassion of the Holy Spirit delivering it to those who need it most. Pastor Kim is an advocate partner with Rock, Paper, Scissors Foundation, a nonprofit organization which exists to foster healing and give a voice to those who have been silenced from all forms of abuse and human trafficking. Ladies, let's get loud and welcome to the stage Real Talk Kim. What's going on? man it is so good to be here with y'all in michigan city what 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 can i get a podium yeah thank you baby Uh, look at your girlfriend and say girl your butt looks good in them jeans come on tell her y'all like i ain't telling her nothing be obedient I'm super thankful to be here. Thank you so much, Pastor Vanessa and Road to Life Church. Y'all have been so good to me. What, what, what? So, my message today is um, I am chosen. I am chosen. What does chosen look like? Have you ever thought about what chosen looks like? How many of you feel chosen? Be honest. Be honest. You feel chosen. Like, I think what the enemy does, when, see, see, when God created Adam, he created Adam because he wanted a golf buddy. But when he created Eve, he created Eve because he had to. Because let me just explain. Let me paint a picture for you. So we as women have the power to carry a whole human being right here. Think about that. Like, we can carry a human that has 10 fingers, 10 toes. I remember I was the black sheep in my family. Like, I was raised in United Pentecostal, and the women couldn't cut their hair. <laughs> Y'all like, yeah! But I just thought that that, that, that religion was very racist because men look like they stepped out of GQ, and women look like they were, like, dumped off the dump truck. And I was always like, what is it with God? Like, you hate women. Like, I don't understand. I mean, because listen to me. Thieves don't rob empty vaults. Like the enemy is after us women long before we ever get here. In fact, whenever you were born on August of 29th, 1972, or whatever your birthday is, when you came out, the doctors heard Wah! But doctor, uh, But hell heard purpose, destiny. What a game changer, a nation shifter. And so I remember like at seven years old, I started, rem- I started looking at like this dichotomy of this religion and how all these women look like the ugly truck. My mama had her hair on top of her head because women couldn't cut their hair and women had to wear long sleeves because you know their elbows would make men fall. <laughs> They're so sexy. They're so sexy. Why do we always got to cover up? You know, I mean, I like you to cover up and stuff. Like Everybody don't want to see your merchandise. However, you know, elbows, seriously? And I remember uh, being that age and and the enemy was after me for a very long time and I was raised in this religion and they said, if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. And I remember, uh, (laughs) guess who got divorced? (laughs) Me, me. I was married twice before I was 20, so I didn't just do it. Like I've always been that girl, man. If I'm gonna do it, if I'm gonna nay-nay, I'm gonna nay-nay on the bar, okay? (laughs) And, and so, so what the enemy was doing was he was after me because you get a woman that's healed and she can change a whole world. You get a tore up woman and we mess up. And you can walk in this room with 500 women and one woman that is broken can walk in and you never got to open your mouth and we all feel you. That's how much power a woman's got. That's why the enemy is after our minds. And I remember seven years old, I'm sitting on the front row and I was a preacher's kid and I was always on the on the church pew and I remember I hated church and they were all shouting, Bobby Pence would go crazy and every service I was sitting, I would watch and the choir members would be, happy day when I get to heaven, oh happy day when I get to heaven. And I remember, I'll never forget it, such a pivotal moment, seven years old. I remember looking up at them and I thought, if I got to go spend eternity with you, I would rather go to hell. Like I gotta go spend heaven with you. Because you know, we were the only ones going to heaven. <laughs> so what did I do? I started running away. I remember I met, listen, I met this boy. Oh, he had it all together. But I had this ability, this anointing about me that I could take a good man and cause that man to drink. I, I just this. Every, every man that I ever got in touch with, I would literally, they would go from being in a GPA at Georgia Tech and then all of a sudden they, they didn't have a job. I'm, I'm like, why? what happened? And so I ended up, I'll never forget, I married this boy, ran away from home. My daddy was like, Kim, I'll send you to college, I'll send you to law school, just don't wreck your life. And I was like, peace out, got married. (laughs) And then we went to Rod Parsley's church and I was 21 years old and we went to Rod Parsley's church and I'll never forget, we went to Israel and I'm singing on the Sea of Galilee for the Easter special, I know the peace speaker. Oh, I had it, man! I had the graceful fall. I had, I knew how to play church. You know what I'm saying? And I'm up on the Sea of Galilee singing gracefully. Oh, and I was so, I was such a sinner. I was so broken out there singing on the Sea of Galilee. It should have sank the whole boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll never forget coming home. I was 21 years old. I'll never forget coming home, and they had me sitting in between Lester Summerall and Broad Parsley. And I was scared of both of them, scared to death, like I was a chicken. And I'm sitting in the middle for 14 hours, and they're pouring into me. And they said, Kimberly, they said, You got so much anointing on your life that you are going to change the world. And I see you. Hey, I'd only been divorced three months, okay? Hey, he said, I see you looking at that piano boy. I will not bless that relationship when we get home i'm moving you in with mama parsley that was his mama she was a whole devil i was like she had me shaking in my boots i'm gonna move you in with mama parsley because we gotta protect your anointing and i got home and at 12 o'clock at night i got in my go, i packed it up and i was like bye felicia i went and married him i showed in what I did was, see, this is what happens whenever whenever you find yourself not being able to have accountability because there is order in everything in your life. Now, some of you are in this place today, you want to be a diamond, but you don't want to get cut. You're over here mad at God because he don't heal some relationships in your life, but rejection was not necessarily someone wanting out of your life, but it was somebody God needed out of your future. And so he's over here saying, I see where I'm taking you. Because when you get a woman that finally gets it, baby, we can, we can birth a life out of a place nothing should come out of. But yet fall apart every time a man walks out of our life. Fall apart every time God doesn't answer a prayer. Fall apart and lay in our bed in depression, eating our emotion. We got big old back boobs because all we do is eat, 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 eat. Because you know what the enemy does? He said, if I can get your self-esteem. So what he does is he knows I'm gonna get you free. Now I'm gonna let you hit rock bottom, Kimberly. That's what he did. I literally, for 17 years, I ran away, married this preacher's boy, and you attract what you are and not what you want. And I attracted broken. And I realized after 17 years that sometimes God breaks your spirit to save your soul. And after 17 years, I fought like hell to save that marriage. I kept trying to stabilize what God shook me free from. I had already should be in hell on a slip and slide because I already had one divorce. And here I am in a relationship that's toxic. And I told that boy, cause I was so broken, so afraid of abandonment that I told that boy, cause God knows a woman get her mind, up, get her mouth under control and her mind under control. <laughs> you can't stop us. And I had this mouth on me. And every day for 17 years, I told my baby daddy, I don't need no man. Look, I can't even do it no more. I've been so deliberate. I used to snap, snap, snap. Look, look, I would tell you something. I could check you in a heartbeat. My, my clap back was what? I told him every day, I don't need no man. I woke up one day and they have one. I was like, what happened? He said, you don't need no man. All of a sudden, I wanted a man. I'm like, what about Barry White? Hello, is it me? He was like, no, no, I don't want you. And I had to move back in with my mom and daddy, and I was 36 years old. And I had to move back in with my mom and daddy at 36. And y'all don't know this, but I am Black. I'm a black, I'm black, blacker than all the blacks in here inside. I am black, but I crack. Y'all, y'all, white people melt, man. We start melting at about 40 years old. We start getting something right here. What is that? What, 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 what is that? At about 40 years old, we start getting these handles on our arms. We can't wear short sleeves no more. Our, 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 our upper arms start going into our into our right here, you know what I'm saying? And it was starting to happen to me. I was 36, 37. I was telling God, God, if you can put the stars and the moon, up, you can heal me. I know you can heal me. Like, like that, Jack. Because I thought God was a genie in a bottle, you know what I'm saying? Like I love to blame everybody else for where I was. And I found myself back at my mom and daddy's house with my two little boys broken in a million pieces, laying in my bed, depressed every day with these big old flappy things on my arm. My knees were becoming cankles. And I'm like, God, what is that? Like the only thing that's good for, it ain't covering your heart, it ain't protecting nothing. Like the only thing good with that little flap is you can get American flag tattooed on every July 4th. And I'm like so mad at God because he puts me in Fayetteville. Y'all know what we do. We blame everything on God. Like I was on Ambien. Like I I was like searching for, I needed a quick healing. Like I was on Xanax. I'm laying in my mom and daddy's house with my two little boys, six and nine, needing their mama to get it together. And I couldn't even get out of bed because the enemy will love you to think about all the times that marriage was good once every 30 days. And you get stuck on silly. And I laid in that bed and I said, God, you can put the stars and the moon into place. You make billions of us. We all got some big butt, some no butt, some five-finger four inch. You make us all my back. Like, you can heal my marriage. And God spoke to me and He said, Kimberly, you are, I'm a, I'm letting you hit it. I'm letting you hit rock by, because God don't do me like y'all. He, y'all like, rock-a-bye, baby. No, I am the dramatic one. I would have been like, <laughs> And God would be like, are you through? <laughs> he like started getting busy with me because the enemy knew he had me. And God knew that he, I was going to have a wake up call. No bishop was going to lay hands on me. No prophet was going to prophesy over me. He knew that I was going to get an understanding about who God was for myself. Because when you hit rock bottom, you find out who the rock is at the bottom. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you get sick and tired of being a robot on those antibiotics, all of a sudden you start learning to put some praise on it. Every day, walk around like a robot. Like, what, 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 what? And God spoke to me. He said, Kimberly, you can lay here as long as you want to. He said, but I got a call of God on your life. I said, What? You've got me in Fayetteville, Georgia. There ain't even a mall here. You made me move back in with my mother and my father. And I've been in special ed my whole life. Like, y'all, I was in straight special ed all my school years. Like, I don't even know how I graduated. And I thought I was really VIP special. Because those teachers were really good at making me feel special. And every day, I thought it was so cool. They say all the special kids can get up and go to class. And I always had a little cocky air to y'all be like... I got a teacher in seventh grade, and she's like, All the special ed kids can get up and go to class. I just sat there. She's like, Kim, that would be you. I said, Oh, no, ma'am. I'm waiting for VIP. She said, You are VIP special ed. Because see, what the enemy will do is he knows you're going to get it together. And when you get it together, you're going to write some books. And ain't nobody going to see it coming. He loves to use people with the worst past to create the best futures. He knows that people have been sleeping on you. And you thought because the curtain had closed, the production was over. But God said, i got to close the curtain in order to set up for the next scene. It ain't always about becoming anything. Sometimes it's about unbecoming what you became. Trying to get the wrong people to love and celebrate you. Never forget laying in that bed, man. And one night I said, God. I said, take this pain away from me because I didn't have any friends because people will ride with you as long as there's gas in the car. But the minute the gas is over, where they at? Where they at? Where they at? That's God saying, I need you to stop taking it to the phone and take it to the throne. I need you to put a do not disturb upon your heart. And I need you to let me heal you because the world is waiting on you. (laughs) Laid in that bed, man, mad at God. Finally, I thought, well, I might as well get mad and stop being mad at God. It ain't working. And my little boys need a mom, and I'm laying up in this bed for six months, crying a river over something that wasn't even good for me, angry at the world, thinking the best thing I ever had was behind me. And I heard God that night laying in that bed. I finally got indignant. And this is where you got to get. You can come to conferences like this. You can come to the vital conference. You can, go to, you can be a serial conference goer. But until you make up your mind, I'm not staying here. I don't care who don't support me. I'll support myself. I'll clap for myself. I know I in 30 days put a time limit on your healing. I laid there in that bed and I said, God, I'm about to help you. I'm going to get up this morning. I got up and I started researching verses and soul ties and I went after it for me. I was intentional. I would lay in bed every night. I mean, back then I was Bitter Betty Petty Crocker. I lay in bed, I'd be like, kill him. And I prayed specifics. I wanted God to kill that ex with a train. I said, kill him with a train! Because I knew if a train hit him, Benny Hinn couldn't pray him back to life. I wanted him splat. (laughs) I was laying in bed and I heard God tell me, He said, Kim, where I'm about to take you, I need you walking in forgiveness. He said, Your therapist, He said, you've been going to that therapist forever and you still ain't got your healing. Because a therapist can't make you let it go. If you can talk to a therapist, you can talk to me. I need you to get up out of your bed. I need you to get on your knees. Because I was the queen of laying in bed. <gasps> Read my mind. I'm so depressed. And I heard God one morning say, get up. And I got up out of that bed. I got on my knees. I didn't have anything to pray because when you're going to hell, you ain't got nothing to pray. Your mouth feels like it's stuck, a turtle stuck in peanut butter. But I knew that the Bible said that life and death are in the power of my words. And I knew I had to say something because my life looked like what I was prophesying. And I got up on my knees. I got up on my feet. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Bump, bump, bump. I started getting my power back. I started waking up every morning, walking around my house. I got my peppermint oil, and I started anointing everything. And before I knew it, I had so much God on the inside of me. Depression was broken off me. I'd walk through my house. That's how much power you have. If you got the power to push a baby out of a place, nothing should come out of. You got the power in your mouth to take it back by force. I remember getting up on my knees when I started feeling the shift. I said, devil, you gonna wish to God you would have messed with somebody else because I'm about to get up. And when I get up, I'm about to get my bounce back. I need some women in here about to get their bounce back. I need to hear a shout. Here's what we're not going to do. Y'all, I only got you for another 18 minutes. Here's what we're not going to do. No, no. You got to be, you got to get intentional. You got to get radical. You got to scare your girlfriend's eyebrows right off her face. You got to tell, girl, get, get, get ready. You in my dressing room. huh? Whoa! in the next 18 minutes, I ain't going to look like what I look like right now. I'm taking it back by force. I'm taking back my anointing. I'm taking back my marriage. I'm taking back my finances. Taking back my health. We women hold on to unforgiveness like we're going to win a lottery for it. Oh, And stalking them on Facebook. You'll close one Facebook down to open another one to go stalk them. Put in your heart, heal me, God <laughs> of this heartbreak. You stalking him every day, and you're talking to his mama that you hated the whole time you were with him. And God's over here saying, I need you to help me help you. I need you to get up. I need you to put your make, take your moo moo off, fix your hair. But we got this spanks mentality. And we wear them to church. Like, why are you wearing spanks to a women's conference? like them things are hot we know who you are too because you're sitting like this because we care more what people think about us than what god knows about us go take that daggum thing off start falling in love with yourself Learn to take a look and keep on ticking. Learn to get better and not bitter. Learn to be powerful and not pitiful. Tell your girlfriend, get over it. Tell her, get over it. Tell your other neighbor, get over it. It happened. Get over it. Now I know the ones that ain't saying it, you need to get over it. You're like, I ain't saying that. Get over it. And you're welcome. Some of y'all wanted to tell her forever, get over it. Stop talking about it. I'm so sick of you've been you've been stuck on silly for 10 years. Get over it. You've been going to the therapist for your dad molesting you at four for 40 years. Get over it. It happened, it hurts, it sucks, but you got anointing on the inside of you now that you wouldn't have had if you wouldn't have survived. Second Peter 1 and 3 says, By his divine power. By his divine power, I know it hurts. I know when somebody comes in and tells you I don't love you no more after 28 years, it sucks. On, yeah. But God's given you everything you need. He knew before you were ever even a thought in your mother's womb that you were going to be here. He knew you were going to be on food stamps. He knew you were going to have to start all over again. He said, you're about to have a story, and it's going to be a bestseller. Get over it. It says, by his divine power, for Second Peter 1 and 3. Come on, come on, come on, come on. My time always flies. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. There's another verse in the Bible that said, God says, take ownership of your own healing. Y'all marrying these people, putting unfair expectations on them. They don't even know what they did to you. You got them sleeping in the guest room because they didn't notice your hair. But you got the power, baby. You can leave after this vital conference. I'm chosen, not forgotten. He, I am who he says I am. And tonight when that man comes walking to get his water to take it back up to the guest room, you got so much power. You can walk in that kitchen. You ain't got to say you're sorry. All you got to do is accidentally bump into him. He'll be like, ah! <laughs> it's over, honey. Over. <laughs> That's how much power you got. He won't even remember, it. he won't even bring it up again because he ain't no woman. <laughs> we have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself. You gotta know him, you gotta have a walk of God with him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. You gotta realize that you're more than your fear. You're more than your past, you're more than your insecurity. See, what happens is whenever we begin to put the blame on somebody else, yeah, maybe it wasn't fair. Maybe your mama would cray-cray. Now you walk around saying, I'll never be like my mama. You turning out just like her. You on Facebook saying, I got haters. You ain't got haters. You're mean. Some of y'all gonna go home at the vital conference. You'll be like, I'm doing a Facebook purge. If you don't see me in your news feed... You've been deleted, because I'm sick of the drama. You are the drama. Because when God begins to heal a whole woman, you ain't saying, oh, the devil's after my car. No, you're like, let's go get an oil change you got the power on the inside of you to know that when you're walking in authority, I don't care if you're 48, 58, 98. I don't care if you've run five men off with your big mouth too. God will do just what he did to me. When God, Hey, y'all, y'all listen to me. God told me when I started realizing I got the power. Second Peter 1 and 3 said, I got the power. I'm more than my fear, more than my past, more than my insecurity. I am enough. I would walk around the house and say that. I am going to make it. My due season is now. I will reap my harvest. I started programming what was coming. I started, y'all. You got all the reason in the world to be healthy. You ain't got no reason to be torn up from the floor up anymore. God has given you social media. You got YouTube videos. You can go listen to Pastor. Thank y'all for letting me come. I get so excited, I forget to thank. You can be pouring, preaching in you every day. Every day you can be on podcasts. You don't have to be watching Scandal and bumping and lemonade, Beyonce. You can be putting stuff in your life that while you're sleeping at night and your natural man is sleeping, your spiritual body is still awake. You got a Bible app that's called U Version. Turn it on. How many single women we got here? I'm about to give you a free tip. All you got to do is get you a U Version and go let a man read to you while you're sleeping. Put 13 pillars around you. And all of a sudden, blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, for his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the river. Then you start getting in your spirit. If they, pray, they if they don't pray, they can't stay. If they don't pray, they can't stay. If they don't pray, they can't Why can't they stay if they don't pray? If they don't pray, he's probably crazy. I'm just you got to start putting in your spirit. This is what I will tolerate, and this is what I won't tolerate. I will be in rooms where people are pushing me to breakthroughs and not breakdowns. I will be in rooms where I'm celebrated and not tolerated. When I walk into a room, I'm going to be contagious because I made it through something that if I went to seminary would not have qualified me with the oil that I got after this divorce, after this bankruptcy, after this cancer, after this... Do you realize how powerful you are? The devil wouldn't be fighting you if you were weak. You're like, I wish God didn't trust me so much. You should be saying, bring it on. I was built for this. Bring it on. Y'all, I remember when I was walking through this, I had to go get a job at the best day Lauder, because I had to support my baby. And the only thing in the the city, because I was in special ed, the only thing that I could work at was Belk and Belk is like a Kmart on Crag. I'm like, O M G. I'm like, OMG, I gotta go work at Belk, cause you know, I'm special ed, I can't go to a law firm, I ain't got no college degree. I walk up into Belk and God said, the next few years, now nobody in my family's famous, my parents never built a church over 150 people, nobody's ever written books, nobody ever showed me nothing but obedience, see obedience. One ounce of obedience will do more for you than all the prayer in the world. You are the game changer of your family. You are the generational breaker of your family. You didn't just walk into vital conference by accident. You walked up in here because it's a divine appointment and you needed a woman with a mohawk at 47 years old to tell you, get up and live. (laughs) Tell your heart to beat again. You are more than enough. Boom, shaka laka laka boom. I had to go get a job, and the reason I wear these big glasses is because my eyebrows ain't on fleek. I was in United Pentecostal, they would not let me wear makeup. I do not know how to do makeup. I was on Preachers of Atlanta and did my makeup, and I look like a jacked up person the whole season. But I proudly don't even care. I'm so confident. I was trying to be an Ann Taylor my whole life to be like every other preacher's wife. Be like my mama. And when I came out of that hell, God said, I'm causing, calling you to be a Betsy Johnson. Stop trying to be like everybody else and get in your own lane. And that's what God's doing. That's why you walked up in here today. Because something is awakening on the inside of you. A fire <laughs> is beginning to blow again. You're going to walk out of here and people are going to be like, where did Betty go? Who's be- Where's Betty? Where's Betty? Oh, she got delivered. This is a new betty. I ain't bitter no more. You know, bitterness just makes you need Botox, and that's expensive. <laughs> Let it go. They ain't worth it. Nobody that walked out of your life, it's a part of your destiny. I was doing, they, 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 they made me do makeup. And it was Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder has the worst smelling perfume ever called you do. And all the old people would come and spray a whole gallon on them. And I'd be like, <sighs> 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 And I hated people. I hated people. Why you think, God? He said, girl, you done created this storm. You got to go get a job now. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have lost your $500,000 house, with your Mercedes. He put me in a knockoff Bentley with 300 Chrysler. <laughs> Looked like a Bentley on the outside, but toe up on the inside. He took everything away from me. I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit. Y'all, this was at 36 years old. And I'm telling God, you better fix me, God. Because if you don't fix me, I'm going on eHarmony.com, BigDaddy.com, Tinkerbell.com. I'm giving you one year. And God said, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Go on. You're so good at getting ahead of me. Go ahead. You're so good at stabilizing what I'm trying to shake you free from. Go ahead. Finally, I was like, I surrender all to you. Everything with holding y'all i'm not even kidding i walk up in that place with my knock y'all i had i had you know estee lauder makes you wear them navy blue i hate navy blue i hate navy blue i just don't look good and it was polyester and so i look like a graham's biscuit container <laughs> pot roll 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 <laughs> and i'm scooting up in there and i'm scared to death because i don't know how to do makeup And there's this lady sitting in my chair. And I'm like, oh, dear God, what am I going to do? And God said, you better figure it out. I scuttle over to her. And I said, how are you doing? She said, good. She said, I'm starting over. And I need you to help me feel good about myself. I was like, oh, dear God. I'm thinking, I wanna put your eyebrows on fleek, all the way up with a magic marker that never comes off, up to your hairline. I hated people. And all I could think about was, I'm gonna feel her breath on me. I walked up to her, and I said, girl, I said, you don't even need no makeup. You are so beautiful. When God created you, I didn't know how to do makeup, so I just started telling her, girl, you are so fabulous. Whoa! Your cheekbones just float. All you need is a little bit of bronzer. You don't even need no, your feather eyelashes. God just gave you the best of everything. Y'all should be 80. I said, all you need is a little, little, little bit of lip gloss. Y'all, I started selling so much lip gloss that my store at Bloomingdale Lennox became the biggest selling store for lip glosses. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm loving them back to life with lip gloss. Everybody's buying the lip gloss. You see what I was doing, right? I started shifting my trajectory. I stopped hating where I was, and I started preparing for what I was praying for. I realized I don't want to stay at Bloomingdale's making $9 an hour for the rest of my life, so I better start building in this season for where I want God to take. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm going to build. For five years, I stayed there. Five years, my counter blew up. I got so saved, God made, let me go one hour to work and one hour coming home. I'd put on TDJs. I wouldn't bump to nothing, baby. No worship music, nothing. I had preaching in that car. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'd go pause. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I had my own Bible school. I was getting so delivered that these people that were watching me when I came in broken from divorce, nay-naying on bars and drunk because of the skunk preachers, backslid kid. Sin was taking me further than I wanted to go. All of a sudden, they were watching me walk up in there, and I was so saved that if a mosquito would have bit me, nobody did it for me. If a mosquito would have bit me, they would have gotten saved. Like I was full. (laughs) Eleanor started coming back every Friday. Every Friday for the whole year, a whole five years I was there. She'd walk in my store. I'll never forget she walked in the second time. I said, Eleanor, you gotta keep that lip gloss. I gotta keep this job. She said, I got a proposition for you, Kim. She said, I don't know what you did. She said, but 28-year marriage ended 10 years ago. And she said, I've been stuck. And she said, I don't know how to get out. I've been going to a therapist every week. And all she's done is made me fat because I eat my food while I'm sleeping on Ambien. She said... When I sat in your chair, she said, something happened to me. And she said, every Friday, I'm going to come buy another lip gloss. I done fired Bertha. I ain't going back to that counselor. I'm going to come sit in your chair. And God started speaking to me. He said, see, this is why you went through it. It wasn't even for you. It was for somebody else. Let me tell some women at Vital Conference, what you're going through right now ain't even for you. It's for somebody else. Because the oil that is in you from the crushing... You hate it. You hate what you're going through. But the oil, people, put labels on you. You're divorcing. You are not divorcing. You, that was something that happened to you. It's not you. I started getting this oil on me. And I started realizing you can't pay for passion you can't pay for anointing. You can go to seminary. All you want, you can listen and sing the best song on the planet. But you get somebody up here that may not can sing at all, but got some oil on them. Because you know when somebody's gone through something, they made it through. You want people. Listen to me. I don't hang around nobody that ain't got a limp. I need to see you dragging, baby. Because I need to see you know how to pray. Give me a limp person any day. Well, you know what God did? Here's what God will do. When he sees that he can trust you. I trust you. I trust you. you. Your character's keeping up with your purpose now. I can trust you traveling around the world. I can trust you with millions of people all over social media. I went from hating people to loving little thumbnails all over the world. Loving you is my favorite hobby on the planet. Because I went through it for you. What are you carrying for somebody else? For your children? I was laying in that bed. I'll never forget. I was laying in that bed. And I was doing 25 things about me on social media. It was when I was telling you that I like banana sandwiches with mayonnaise. (laughs) I didn't have any friends in that season. So what else do you do but quizzes on social media? I started doing that quiz. And it was 25 things about me that I love, and I couldn't even tell you what my favorite food was. I couldn't even tell you my favorite color, because I'd lost myself trying to fit in with the gang. I laid in that bed that night and I said, God, I said, Damn me, no 25 things that's good about me. This is how good God is when you get desperate enough that you stop taking it to the phone and you take it to the throne. When you get to know God, stop because you ain't got no friends and prepare for where God's taken you. He's given you a season because when he comes on the scene, he's going to do a Joel 225. He's going to give you back everything the devil stole. He's going to bring a man of God into your life and it's, you're going to understand why it didn't work out with the other one. He's going to let you be able to buy a house in five years. You ain't going to have to rent the rest of your life. The enemy's been lying to you, telling you you'll never recover. My God's in your recovery. I laid in that bed and it was Mother's Day. I can't have my musicians. It was Mother's Day. 35 things about you, mom, that I love. The very little boy that I thought I messed up the most with that divorce brought a poem into the room. He said, Mom, here's a poem I wrote for you. And it was 35 things that I love about you because God knows what you need. He's just been waiting on you to get out of his way because he says in Joel, in Ephesians 3.20, he's gonna do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you could ever ask or think. That means you can't even fathom it. He said knock and the door will be open. The problem is you've gotten so angry that you stop knocking. Stop asking everyone else to pray for you and pray for yourself. accept Jesus into your heart you now carry the power the same power that raised Jesus from the dead I don't care what you did yesterday today is a new day get up number one on that poem. my little boy used to always tell me mother don't yell at my game you embarrass me and every time he'd hit a goal I'd be like wow I didn't even care. Number one said, Mom, I love you because you are the loudest mom at my basketball games. Number six, it was 35, not 25, 35 things. Number six said, I love you, Mom, because you conquer hell and I. said I can't write a book have you seen my status on Facebook you gotta read it 12 times because I don't know where punctuations go I still don't I don't know where comments go pastor it's run on I'm I'm like on 100 all the time natural high because it's a choice I wrote that book he said I didn't tell you I didn't know where comments go I need you to write beautifully broken Day I finished that book, Pastor. This loudmouth chunky butt came in my direct messages on Facebook. She became one of my best friends. She said, Pastor Kim. I called her loudmouth chunky butt then. <laughs> now I'm loving her because God will use people to get you right. You know what I'm saying? She said, Pastor Kim, you're so anointed, but before you push sin, I said, Oh, girl, that ain't my lane, but that must be yours. Would you like a job? I just finished my book. She's edited all my books. Do you know? Listen to me. Listen to me, woman of God. Listen to me. That beautifully broken, not one person supported me, not even my family. Because a lot of times we want our family to support us and they're the last to support us because they knew who you were. You got to get to a place where you stop needing people to say, What if I write my book and they never buy it? What if they do? Write your book, start your business, buy your house. Faith, foolish faith. I wrote that book, and I remember when I was going through my divorce, Pastor. God said, people were talking about me, and I wanted to clap back. God said, you be quiet, and you live so no one believes, and I will vindicate you. When I wrote that book five years later, he didn't take God one year. For me, it took him five because I was too up in a flow up. I had to get my mouth under control so he could bring Mark into my life so I wouldn't drive him to drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, I'd lay hands on my mouth and everything. I was like, wow. Now I'm a great wife. Got a great husband. So thankful God didn't heal the other one. Because <laughs> he knows my name. He knows your name. She wrote, she finished my book for me. And I'll never forget, every day, thousands of people, because a video I put up. Hello, awesome people. I was broke down on the side of the road, <laughs> overheating it. I decided to do a video, and that's what God used to put me on. It went viral. 100,000 people overnight than a million people he just started growing my platform like crazy because he knew he could trust me because he knew i wouldn't go to hell for nobody he knew i wouldn't prostitute my anointing to stand in nobody's pool bed. what <laughs> he knew i was gonna stay in my lane that book went that book literally sold thirty thousand dollars in the first month and when that book went out i said oh my god mama Look at all the haters buying my book," she said. "Baby girl, they're buying it to see if they're in it, <laughs> but they're funding your ministry." <laughs> Stand up for you. What am I saying to you? I don't believe that God brought me and Pastor Nicole and Pastor Vanessa. up here to dangle us in front of you and say I did it for them but I ain't gonna do it for you if you can grab a hold of faith and make up in your mind I'm done you may make up your mind you're done and fall again tomorrow but you gotta bounce back up again the harder you fall the higher you gotta bounce you gotta stop making other people indebted for your miracle get your miracle yourself I've written four books now Charisma even picked me up. And now that little boy that wrote me that poem put me on Instagram Live the other day, and he said, whose other mom is staring at them in Barnes & Noble when they go buy a highlighter? I see my mug in airports and bookstores. If you're in this room today, I'm seven minutes over. We've got to do this fast. If you're in this room today and you say, Kim, I hear you, but I'm stuck. You are not stuck unless you want to be because you ain't a tree. You say, I'm stuck. I need you to lift your hand up. I hear you, but I'm stuck. Come on, don't you be ashamed. I'm stuck, Kim. I'm stuck. Can I have them come down here? I know I'm a little bit late. Here's why I want you to come down, and I don't want you to walk either. I want you to run like you just won the lottery because something's about to happen. When you come down here, here's what you're going to do. I need you to make up in your mind who you're leaving at this altar. Don't you walk down here. Come on, come on. Run, 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 run. Your money ain't going to be funny no more. You're about to have the best sleep of your life. Come on, get close. Get close, get close, get close, get close. Here's what I need you to do. Some of y'all stop praying for yourself. At 3 o'clock in the morning, y'all never forget. Two years ago, I'm the woman of faith and power. But the enemy gets us in our minds. And I remember two years ago, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm preaching all around the world. I've only been doing this five years. I've written four books. All three three of them have gone bestseller. All in five years. That's what God's about to do. He did it for me in five. He's going to do it for you in two and a half. I own a house now. I don't drive a broke-down car no more. I pastor one of the best churches in America, and I travel 51 weeks out of the year. That's what God's going to do in your life. Whatever is in your imagination, He's going to give it to you. you got to dream again. But I remember about two years ago, this is because the enemy gets us in our minds, women. And I struggle with panic attacks. Anybody ever had a panic attack? Come on, come on, come on. Be honest. Y'all lying, dogs. Y'all going to stay stuck, too struggle with panic attacks and I remember one night all of a sudden I'm feeling I just got done praying for people at altars and people getting free and delivered getting up out of wheelchairs because I I walk in I will lay on you to get you healed I'm crazy but one night I was laying in the bed and all of a sudden my arms started tingling I got can doggone hurry my arms started tingling I was like oh my god so I go on one 800 Google. don't ever do that (laughs) because Google will have you dead I said, why is my arm tingling? They said, he, that Dr. Google said, because you're dying of a stroke. <laughs> I proceed to get in my car and drive myself to the hospital, because I'm dying. <laughs> By the time I get to the hospital, I can't even breathe. <laughs> I get in, my, my husband drives me to the hospital mad as all get out, because he's like, "You are you are not dying. <laughs> I get in there. I don't even let him stop the car, and I roll out of the car, and I run to the front counter, and I'm like... <laughs> This is when Preachers of Atlanta was, was, was on TV and everybody knew who I was, but I didn't even care because fear was wrecking my body. And I laid over the counter and I was like, uh, the lady was not moving very quickly. She said, what is your name? I said, Dad, Dad. She goes, what's your social security number? I went, ah! and I saw she wasn't moving quick enough, so I just went. I heard God say, what are you doing? I said, I'm coming home, Lord, I'm coming home! He said, Kimberly, you're not coming home, but if you don't get your mind under control, you're gonna walk behind those doors, which was the emergency room. He said, then you're gonna spend $10,000 to find out you can't get your mind right. He said, you ain't dying. All I heard was $10,000. I said, come on, Mark, a miracle has taken place! Never had another panic attack. So whatever it is that you walked up here with, you ain't going back with it. Make up in your mind right now. You got to be indignant. You got to you got to be indignant about this, like you are when you're yelling at your kids. God is about to restore some mamas in here. I just heard God say your kids are going to be all right. Your kids are going to be out. All- My babies watch their mama loving people back to life all over the world. I don't work and make up no more. I need you to make up in your mind right now. I need everybody to lift your hands as high as you can. Come on, lift your hands high. Lift your hands high. I need you to lift both hands high, high, high. This right here is your surrender. Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare over this place. Lord, every person, every woman is a game changer for her family, the generational breaker of her family. God, I thank you right now. Whatever it is in her mind, you give her spiritual amnesia. God, we are chosen. Every person that's ever broke her heart, I speak spiritual amnesia over her right now. Lord, when we go to stalk them, we can't even remember who we're stalking. I thank you for joy unspeakable and full of glory. I thank you that we're going to be our husband's joy. We're going to be our kids' joy. Lord, right now, I just heard the Lord say, tell them to forgive themselves. You got to forgive yourself right now. You got. This is a, it's a game changer. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And let me just tell you something. It's okay to cry. Tears are the safety valve of the heart. The problem is we get so broken that we don't even know how to cry. And then we're numb. I break that numb spirit off of you in the name of Jesus you will feel again and you will get breakthrough i pray a demonstrative spiritual encounter with you right now at the vital conference you were chosen you were called for such a time as this some of you single women gonna be married in 12 months huh you ain't gonna have to go on eharmony.com god gonna drop them in your inbox too You're going to marry him and be his his helpmate. You're going to be his life giver, his joy giver. Some of you that have terrible marriages right now, I speak life over your marriages. I speak healing over your heart right now. I need you to pray. Don't just stand here and look at me. I need you to pray over yourself. Ain't nobody can pray over you like you. I got books on that back table and I got zip drives or preaching on them you can put them in your car and I'll preach your tale into freedom you're gonna write your book I break off every word curse off of you in the name of Jesus you are worthy you are worthy you are worthy now here's what we about to do on the count of three I want y'all to look at me look at me look at me Y'all gonna be able to go to Starbucks and buy 20 people behind you Starbucks. You ain't gonna be staring at your money. Some people you've been involved with, they put you on the, on, the, on the clearance rack. You're about to take your tail off that clearance rack and put yourself back on the couture rack. You are fine china. Stop letting people treat you like a paper plate. on the count of three thank you again pastor i love y'all i love all y'all man i believe in you you're about to have a whole trajectory shift you're gonna walk over that threshold and be a brand new woman walking tall you're gonna be a good mama you are a good mama single mama. you're gonna make it listen on the count of three i want you to scare your neighbor's eyebrows off her face Some of you have been needing to scream forever. You're about to put a praise on it. You're about, if there's anything left on you, you're about to shake it loose. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm so sorry I went over 15 minutes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you.